So so yesterday yesterday morning. Did I yawn in my sleep? <laughs> no. Did I do something weird in my sleep? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you farted the <laughs> loudest fart I've ever heard. That sounds like me. <laughs> but I didn't wake up. <laughs> it like scared me. I was like half awake. And I was like, and all of a sudden it went. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't even make the noise that you made because it was like, like, what in the morning was this? Like seven in the morning. Oh my God. Like the sun was out and I was like kind of laying there and I was like, and like I hadn't picked up my phone yet. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if I could fall back asleep. And then it was just like, that's really funny. It was like loud in a way that it felt like you like pushed it out. But it was like kind of funny because you were like, I was like waiting for you to like be like, awake. Yeah, so it'd be like, oh, I'm not at home right now. <laughs> no, dead asleep. And then like two minutes later, you like farted again. It was also pretty loud, but like not as startling. <laughs> oh my god! Really and that didn't wake you up either. And nope. I was like playing on my phone, and I was trying really hard not to like giggle. <laughs> Fall asleep. Fall asleep. I wish I could have like recorded it so that you could, because it was like again, how loud it really was. It was the loudest fart oh I've ever God. heard. It wasn't like a delicate fart. No. It was like, no. like if I could have described a yell from a butt, <laughs> that is what happened. It was the equivalent of. Speaking ah. of her comfort, no. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And this week we have the much anticipated Heart Comfort. <laughs> yes. Um, what was it? Three weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally. Two. Just, Two? Yeah. But, no, you're right. No, three was, weeks ago. Three. three weeks ago, I wrongly announced Heart Comfort and a Gin Ricky. And now you were pat- finally here. <laughs> yes. And now you patient, patient lovely people can finally listen to what I have selected for Hurt Comfort Jen Ricky. The good news, either it's was worth the wait or it was fine because it's bad. So it's, it, it's, we got something better last week anyway. Right. <laughs> so I will introduce the fic first because mm-hmm. I like, I've given my uh, drink a punny name. Okay. So um, our fandom this week is Doctor Who. <gasps> Yay! So for those of you who have never watched Doctor Who, one, uh, so this is from the Doctor Who. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, what are you doing? What were you doing in 20, 2010? Yeah, right. The <laughs> what rest did you have. So this is the Doctor 5, 2000, uh, Doctor 5, Doctor Who 2005 <laughs> series. So not the like 50, the, like 50 year old one. Oh, is it David Tennant? Well, it's the the reboot started it's, in 2005. Yes. So very quickly, Doctor Who is a sci-fi show. Um, it's a children's show from the BBC. Uh, it centers around a time-traveling alien who does appear human, who is referred to as the Doctor. The ongoing gag is that uh, people are like, Doctor? Doctor Who? And, and in then, Earth, that's a title, not a name. 
Yeah. Um, and his interest, so he time travels around in a uh, police box that is larger on the inside. Uh, he travels with a human companion. So he, he gets lonely when he's time traveling. So mm-hmm. he comes to Earth and he likes showing like humans around all the time travel-y, uh time, space, alien, other things. And the humans help him get into shenanigans. Yes. And then shenanigans also remind him to not be sad. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a very hurt, comforty kind of show. Yes. Oh, okay. um, true. Yes. Very true. <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of funny that I'm a person who doesn't like it because I did really love Doctor Who. Um, the other things to know is that, again, if you've never seen Doctor Who, his interesting tidbit is that he regenerates and he maintains all of his memories and feelings, but he is a different person. And so it does feel like a different lifetime to him. Yeah. So it's like him, but not him. And right. so when... And it, well, and like the, I mean, like the, the reason for that is because it was such a long running show that they yes. had to keep changing the lead actor and that was an easy... <laughs> buy him to do that yeah and so it almost feels like he is like a different personality he's a different person yes in most regard <laughs> yes he he is a completely different person but he does remember his other lives so a lot of the ships in the doctor who are often like the doctor and various companions uh companions together there's a lot of different things hmm. going on um so this one this relationship is ninth doctor slash rose tyler Lovely. and 11th doctor slash rose tyler and the summary, this will um, kind of help explain that. Is Matt so the, Smith? What? Matt Smith? Yeah. Everyone but David Tennant. Yes. And here <laughs> I will explain in the summary what happens. Don't worry. It will make sense. The Doctor, his Pons, and River. So Amy, Pond, and Rory Williams um, are some of his companions. River Song is uh, another companion, time travel person. That one gets complicated. That one gets complicated. That's not <laughs> Don't important. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Again, I'm hoping a lot of our fan base at least is lightly familiar enough with yes. Doctor Who. It's not super important for the fic beyond what I just explained. But did you, oh, I was going to ask, did you seek out Doctor Who for this one specifically or did you like happen upon it? Um, no, I actually, I stumbled upon it. So that brings us to our fic. Yes. Oh, it, wait, what was your pun? Your drink pun? This is a Sonic Ricky. So a gin Ricky is gin. Oh, wait, is it like a screwdriver, like a orange vodka? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, a, so a gin Ricky is like gin, a squeeze of lime, and then you top it with sparkling mineral water. Okay. And what I decided was that, so the doctor has a tool called a Sonic screwdriver that like opens locks and like does magic weird stuff like he can uh it's like a it's like a janitor's key for the universe yes so his is referred to as a sonic ski a screwdriver and if he ever is because it's a kid show whenever they're like what does that mean he's like it's a screwdriver that's sonic and that's what it says a sonic screwdriver would be uh like would just be the pun and so i've made this a sonic ricky it is two ounces of gin half a squeeze of lime that you then drop the rind into the glass Mm -hmm. and then it is equal parts uh, two ounces of orange juice and two ounces of club soda to mm. make the kind of sparkling. Um, so this Ooh, is our Sonic Ricky. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's like, it looks more juicy than it would be. Because one of my favorite things is just to have like orange juice with, with gin if I don't want to like yes. try. Nope. <laughs> so it looks like that. So yeah, it's more, it's more complex than that. The lime is rindy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's the rind has been sitting in there for a bit now. So it's... <laughs> It's steeped. So, yes, yeah, so this, this is steeped a little bit. It's good. Um, so, our fic is called Lamentation by uh, Vampaya. So, this was written back in 2014. I did comment on this fic. Oh, like the heyday, yeah. Yeah. So, this is back in the heyday. I did try and get in touch with the author, and they, while they did 
post something in 2020. In their bio, it says, hi, I'm Mimi. I'm 21 years old. I'm on Teaspoon and AO3. Um, and then goes on to say like that they're no longer posting stories as regularly and they rarely sign in. Mm. And so like everything is much appreciated. And their last update in their bio is from 2016 uh, in that it's that they were basically explaining that they're in grad school and like just haven't had time to do a lot of those things. And man, they could be a doctor by now. I know <laughs> they could be the doctor. It's been well, five years. I know. Um, so Good for that. did they say what they were in grad school for? Let me see. Are they like a writer writer? No, exactly. it doesn't not say that many people go I don't to know. school for writing. But. I don't know. But yes, they're from, they're located in Canada. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I will, I will link that in the show notes. So the summary the doctor, his ponds, and river visit a tourist colony with the intent of getting chips, only to discover a past version of the doctor is already here, along with Rose Tyler. Mm. Technically, nine rows and 11 rows. So, and then you'll, you'll see herd comfort. Okay. The sun was high in the green-tinted sky and beaming down rays of warm light onto the bustling crowd in the market as the doctor, his pawns, and river wove through everybody. Six dusty-looking children with furry ears nearly made them all topple over when they ran between their legs, each of them carrying stolen alien meat. And what was most likely a vendor elbowed Rory in the ribs in his haste to chase after them, shaking his fist and shouting, Street children? Amy asked, watching them. The doctor beamed at her. Bravo, pond! There's a small population of them here on Yakozenta. Happened when the econ economy plummeted about a hundred years ago, and the emperor started up interstellar tourism to help. They also have the best chips in the sector. Hmm. Chips Helps with the tourism. Yeah, right. <laughs> chips sound like heaven right now, Rory groaned, grabbing Amy's hand and tucking her in the direction the doctor was pointing. Not to me. I'm watching my figure, said River smoothly, wrapping her around around the doctors as they headed toward this, the food court. Come on, River, indulge for once, Amy said. These chips are worth it, the doctor agreed, as the tables by the chips stand bloomed into view. Not only are they baked, so they're healthier than the regular earth-fried uh, earth ones, they still taste like they're fried and salted, even though they're not. He smacked his tongue and hummed happily. Alien things. Salty, salty. <laughs> Sounds brilliant, raggedy man, which is what Amy calls the doctor. Again, I have no idea how much to, like, explain. Sounds brilliant, raggedy man, Amy grinned, as Roy rolled her eyes at the doctor's rant and River made a disgusted noise. They are brilliant. Been here loads of times, sometimes twice in the same day. Imagine that, piloting the TARDIS here twice in the same day, because the chips are that, ugh. Amy snorted just as the doctor halted in his tracks, making River stumble. They're, ugh? Sounds great. <laughs> doctor didn't an the doctor didn't answer, too preoccupied with gaping into the distance, his entire body rigid like he was pretending to be a statue. River frowned, tugging on his sleeve to try and get his attention, to no avail. What's the matter, sweetie? What are you staring at? Amy frowned. She followed his line of vision towards the table nearest to the chip stand, pointing at a young blonde woman, another human, she noted with surprise, since human visitors were rare here, sitting down with her legs crossed, chin resting on her hand, and her eyes locked on something only slightly out of sight from them. Whatever she was looking at had to be something magnificent, because the look on her face was a gentle smile that Amy could probably classify as the epitome of loving. Is it that blonde woman? Amy asked, which was confirmed when the doctor shut his mouth with an abrupt click, swelling so hard they visibly saw his Adam's apple straining against the skin of his throat. Do you know her or something? The only response she got was an odd gurgling noise, and he yanked his arm out of River's hold so abruptly she stumbled backward before he started to sprint towards the blonde woman. River let out an annoyed, Oi! As Amy called out after him, the three of them running as fast as they could, weaving through the crowd. You can't just be sprinting in places. It really draws a lot of attention. That's how he, he goes. I know. He's a very uh, impulsive boy. <laughs> he run. Run. He do run. 
He ran a lot. That's what Doctor Who's all about. Running in crowds, I feel yeah. like, is bad most there, of the time. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of nerd uh, gym shirts that are like, I run so I can keep up with the doctor. Because mm-hmm. he just, he's he like, run. Yep. And then you gotta run. You gotta catch him. He stopped suddenly, even though he was still a good few meters away from her table, making them all crash into his back. Rory was even falling backwards and onto his arse. River was scowling in the blonde's direction, and Royer was scrutinizing her uh, once he had scrambled up off the cobblestone. So Amy was the only one who saw the doctor's face crash like a landslide from a terrified astonishment to sh- into sheer devastation. Her mouth fell open, gaping at her raggedy man's now utterly wrecked expression. She had never once seen him make a face like that. He was usually bouncing off the walls and spouting childish nonsense. What? Amy started to inquire, but she stopped herself, frowning at the sight before her. Now they were in proper view and hearing rage. She spotted what the blonde was staring at. An older-looking man with rather large ears in front of the chip stand, wearing a utilitarian leather jacket, chattering excitedly as the vendor rang up a box of chips for them, clearly too caught up in his rant to notice the look the blonde was giving him. No salt on them whatsoever, Rose Tyler, even though they taste like they do, so you don't have to drown them in salt like you usually do. He prattled happily in a a thick northern accent, shaking his head patronizingly. Silly apes, you always find... (laughs) Silly apes, you. Finding ways to make unhealthy things even worse for you. Don't know how you lot get by when you're practically killing yourself with junk. (laughs) Rose Tyler? Rory echoed, and the doctor shuddered. Oh yeah, I was like, they're not going to recognize her. They've never met her. Yeah, but the, he's. But they know. They probably he's probably talked about other companions. Yes, the, I mean often when they ask about other companions, then because most of them had a dramatic ending, it, yeah, then he's always like, uh. no reason. She's in love with him. River commented with a smirk from behind, from beside him. He gulped again, not tearing his eyes away from Rose Tyler, whose soft smile widened slightly when the big-eared northern bloke snatched the chip box from the shocked vendor and sonicked it happily, never once stopping his chatter. What? he said, voice almost too quiet for them to hear. The blonde, River said, hand on her hip as she watched. She's in love with the ears, bloke. (laughs) Yeah? His voice sounded almost shakily hopeful. River snapped her head around to frown at him, but Rory snorted as the rose girl schooled her features into a more natural expression the moment the northern man turned around to look at her. What a weird thing to comment on a stranger about. Like, (laughs) obviously, there's plot going on. Can you imagine, like, your friend just, like, runs off in a park and starts staring at two people and you're like, wow, those two people are so in love. (laughs) These two strangers. Oh, I do that all the time. I mean, I'm not running up to those, but like this past summer when I was out on patios for the first time, like post pandemic, is that I would turn to whatever friends I was there with and I would say, okay, who's on an awkward first date? See that I have. Yes. Yes. And then you would like look around and some people you could just be like, some people were obvious couples and you'd be like, oh, they're in the early stages of love Mm -hmm. because they're like too doe-eyed at each other or you can't tell if it's an awkward date or like yeah. two co-workers hanging out yes. or like yes. siblings oh like, yes no that, the, yes that i have done yeah there was once it was like me and my co-workers and we saw this one that was pretty awkward and they were like and one of them was like claire i'll buy you two tequila shots and you have to you take both over to the guy over to that couple and then pretend like you know him but like give it to the other girl and be like you're gonna need it cheers her down it (laughs) and if i had had tequila shots earlier that's what i would ever do if i i think i would do that for real if i ever ran into like an ex or something but like 
because I don't talk to any of them. Yeah. <laughs> just to be like, like made awkward eye contact. And we're like, we know we're both here. And I'm like, cool. I'm just going to break the ice by giving your date some whiskey. And I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Rory snorted as the rose girl schooled her features into a more natural expression. The moment the northern man turned around to look at her for the first time since he'd started talking, pretending to be amused by his silly antics as she reached for a chip. Definitely, Rory agreed, crossing his arms. The look on her face. I think they're holding hands under the table, Amy exclaimed in shock, craning her neck to to try and see. They are. That's cheesy, River snorted. The trio watched for a brief minute more, no longer paying attention to the grief-stricken doctor, when Rose's napkin blew off the table and she got up and bent over to pick it up. Amy burst into giggles and Rory grinned as as he said, he just stared at her bum. (laughs) Ten quid says they snog over the chips, Amy wagered. They won't, the Not doctor the said in a near inaudible voice, making them jump when he when they remembered his presence. They all turned to him with confusion, taking in his arched eyebrows and the forlorn look in his eyes, which were locked on the couple. How'd you know? Rory asked. Cause he's me, he said quietly. I I need a moment. He turned on his heels away from them so quickly that when the three of them snapped their heads around to gape at him, the only view they got of him was the back of his head, disappearing into the crowd. Amy opened her mouth to call out to him, but River's voice interrupted. Doctor? Sounding almost as soft as the doctor's. Amy and Rory both glanced at their daughter. Complicated. No, Let's I, not get I, into I, it. I, it's I, River. Don't worry about, don't it's River. <laughs> Ignore that part. Uh, <laughs> skip. <laughs> Whose expression looked extremely reminiscent of the forlorn look the doctor had worn. Amy opened her mouth yet again to inquire, but Rory nudged her shoulder. Look, he said softly, nodding his head in Rose in the past doctor's direction. Amy frowned, but obediently looked back at the table, her breath hitching in her in her throat. The leather doctor had scooted his chair. The leather doctor. <laughs> leather daddy. Yeah, we'd, what, would, what would the pseudonyms be? Leather doctor, suit doctor, uh, bow tie doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that other one. Yep, and that's where it ends. Yep. Old doctor, girl doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the leather doctor had scooted his chair directly next to hers so closely that the metal of the frames were touching each other. As they rested their intertwined hands on his jean-clad thigh, she prattled happily about something incoherent with her head resting on his shoulder, and he looked down at her with the same kind of gentle, loving smile that she had had before, looking very much like he wanted to lean down and kiss the breath out of her. River watched it too, shoulders slumped and eyebrows arched up. Look at his face, she all but whispered. He's never looked at me that way. They have a weird chemistry love. The doctor and Amy? No, the doctor and and the doctor and River. Yeah. Mm. It's it's separate but different. It's fine. Amy swallowed, a lump of hurt for her daughter suddenly in her throat. River. Before Amy could finish, River's frizzy blonde head took off after the doctor. Amy started after her at once, but Rory grabbed her arm and shook her head at her confused glance. We'll get answers later, he told her. Right now, just let them sort things out. Amy wrapped her brain to think of a good excuse for why they most definitely should go after the both of them, but slumped with defeat and instead turning and watching Rose snuggle happily into the leather doctor, said doctor heaving out a visible sigh of happiness and discreetly nudging his nose into her hair. I wonder what happened to her, Rory said. Amy's lower lip trembled when she remembered her raggedy man's devastated expression, and she immediately assumed the worst. What if she... She didn't finish her sentence, breath hitching again, and she turned to her husband for comfort, wrapping her arms around his waist. He held her back, and they simply rocked in the sunshine, tears streaming from Amy's eyes for a woman she didn't even know, and for the raggedy man who clearly missed her. (laughs) Sorry, I just, like, I I went on a track in my brain about, like, it's another sad moment to Doctor Who, and now I'm, like, almost crying, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Don't acknowledge the feelings. 
The doctor dragged himself into the TARDIS, the doors drifting open at his unenthusiastic snap. You knew, he accused her quietly, taking a moment to lean on the console. You knew you were bringing me to this time. So normally the TARDIS doesn't bring him to overlapping times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't see each other. Yeah. Can't see yourself in the past. Just like Harry Potter rules. Correct. The TARDIS gave him nothing but a soothing hum, rearranging her doors so that the pale white ones he hadn't seen for years appeared directly in front of him. He spared a brief moment of thought to give her a thankful pat before stumbling towards Rose's doors with a sear of pain in her heart. In his hearts. Uh, Her scent had long since disappeared from the room, but if he flopped down on her bed, like he had so many times after he had lost her, both in the parallel universe and then to his Metacrisis counterpart, that's his lit clone thing, uh, buried his face in her still unmade duvet and inhaled deeply enough, he could still smell faint traces of her perfume clinging to the fibers in the sheets. He exhaled with a thundering breath, burrowing himself into the covers and ignoring the jabbing feeling under his legs from the photo album left underneath the sheets that he had once spent hours looking at. When he had lost her for good, he was at least soothed by the fact that she had lived a long and happy life with a human him. And when he had regenerated, he had thought of her less and less often mm-hmm. until she was just a fond remembrance. Mm-hmm. But seeing her right there in front of him, looking at his old self like he was the most fantastic thing she had ever seen. Seeing his old self look so utterly happy in her presence, like nothing in the world could go wrong, was like a punch to the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ow. He found himself wrought with the pain he thought was gone, like the wound was fresh all over again. Like she had only just told him with a tear-stained face that she loved him on a windy beach. Like he was still in the body that had literally been born for her, born loving her. Mm-mm. He curled into himself tighter. Razalon, he wished she were here. When does the comfort happen? Now. I'm sad now. Okay. I know. Now it's, it's literally coming right now. Good. I'm at a low point. <laughs> this is when it should happen. Good writing. <laughs> Go soup. Go soup. Is this her old room? River's voice whispered from the doorway. His heart's clenched again, now with guilt over how his nostalgic devastation was probably hurting her. Sitting up, but unwilling to let go of the duvet, he regarded her with tired eyes as he practically snuggled in another woman's bed. She was leaning in the doorway, mirroring his exhausted expression. Yes. Being River, she didn't ask permission to come in, but heaved herself off the door jam and stepped towards him, sinking down onto Rose's bed next to him. He felt the briefest twinge of annoyance and the urge to shove her off. Her scent would replace Rose's, and it would all be ruined, before shame washed through him at his horrible thought. Who was she? River murmured quietly. It took the doctor a full minute to answer, feeling awful as she ran a comforting hand over his shoulder. He didn't deserve it. She was a companion. Why haven't you told me about her? She asked. Good question. <laughs> I haven't. Because emotional devastation, Grace. I think River knows a lot of stuff about him. Like. I know. But emotional devastation. Long story short, she's his wife. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like you should tell your wife about your traumatic exes. Right, right, right. It's rude. It's rude to hide that information. Uh, oh, man. You've told me about so many, but never her. He didn't answer her, struggling to find some way to respond without hurting her and finding none, even with his magnificent Time Lord brain. Was it because you still love her? River added, somehow managing to sound compassionate, downtrodden, and sulky all at the same time. Uh-huh. The corner of his mouth turned down lower. River. Don't deny it, sweetie, she said firmly. We all saw the look in that daft-looking face. He chuckled, spurring her on. Nice ears, by the way. There we he, go. He smiled for the... <laughs> That's what I wanted. There we go. <laughs> He smiled for the briefest second, but it was dissipated quickly. I've seen you happy and excited so many times, she said quietly. I have never seen you like that. 
That was a long time ago, River. Hasn't stopped you from still caring about her, River pointed out a bit moodily. You're holding onto her blanket like it's your lifeline. He immediately tried to relinquish his hold on the blanket, only to fail miserably and merely bringing it closer. Did, River swallowed. Did she die? No, he said immediately, shaking his head so vigorously his bangs flopped from side to side. No, she's so alive. Then what happened to her? What makes you think anything happened to her? She didn't leave you, River said almost sharply. How do you know, he countered, just to avoid the subject. I can just tell by the way you're acting <laughs> right. and the way I just saw you together. Yeah, right. <laughs> she had the same look on her face that you had. He stayed quiet for a long time before admitting. You were clearly in love. <laughs> right. Really, like I was only, mm. like, really passionately, deeply in love with her. No mm. big deal. Do we want to explore that? <laughs> no. Maybe. Yeah, no. No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about I it. I want to hold my blanket and cry. Leave Please me go be. away. <laughs> Please go away. Comfort over. <laughs> I don't want your comfort. I want to be hurt. And I want to sit in my hurt. And I don't want anyone to talk about it. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Baby doctor. <laughs> he stayed quiet for a long time before admitting. She didn't leave. She got trapped. In a parallel universe, River nodded in understanding. Only she came back. He hid the stupid smile in her duvet, not wanting River to see it. Despite everything, she found a way back. Then why isn't she here? River frowned. The doctor played with a frayed thread on Rose's covers, inhaling discreetly again to try and find more of Rose's scent. Things happened. A human version of me was made, one that could spend his life with her. I left her with him in the parallel universe. You didn't give her a choice, did you? River guessed immediately, her voice turning icy. When he ducked his head shamefully, she stood up, fury in her eyes. I'm assuming you're talking about a biological Time Lord metacrisis? (laughs) He smiled weakly at her brilliance. Bravo, Dr. Song. It's Professor now, I'll have you know, she said, and his face blanched, but she didn't notice. Metacrises are known for their instability, you idiot. Add in the parallel universe, and that's a ticking time bomb waiting to go Chernobyl. He wasn't very human, River, the doctor mumbled. Only about 20%. Enough. (laughs) Right. It doesn't matter how little the chance is. The point is, there's a bloody chance that his mind imploded in on itself and you left her all alone, River, River snarled. More, more hurt. It's fine. Don't worry about it. More hurt before comfort. Not your problem. Right? He blinked at her. She looked ready to pummel him for the sake of his feelings for another woman. Oh, River was 10 and 20 shades of confusing. We have to go back. The thought made a spark of something unidentifiably warm spurt in his chest as he imagined seeing her again in Pete's world. That's the parallel universe mm. where um it's that uh it's that uh, rose's father died in like our timeline and oh, so she's yeah, in the parallel alive in the, yeah, she's okay, in the okay, t- yeah. she's in the timeline where her father is alive died. yes it's all coming back yep the emotion coming back to me now thought made a spark of something undeniably warm spurt in his chest as he imagined seeing her again in pete's world it dissipated quickly and he sighed river we can't par- we can't cross parallel worlds Forgotten the basic rules of cross-dimensional travel, have we? She smirked. The walls are closed, and trying to cross them would mean imploding the multiverse, he said sourly. There are always ways, Doctor. You just have to look, River said smoothly. For example, just off the the top of my head, we could convert the TARDIS into a void ship by reinforcing her hull and making a few tweaks to the navigational array. Hope was already starting to bubble in his chest, but he squashed it. There are billions of universes to look through. How could we possibly find the right one? Targeted molecular DNA tracking, River said triumphantly. Obviously. We take her DNA samples in the most recent scans and get the TARDIS to scan interdimensionally for corresponding attributes. Wow, this is so hard in my mouth. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) Thank you for... (laughs) 
Thank you. It's, it's difficult. The duvet fell from his numb hands, eyes wide and staring off into the distance. She was right. They could do it. And his mouth moved silently as the calculations to achieve the right upgrade started whizzing through his mind. We, we could do that? River nodded, looking somewhere between victorious and downtrodden as he hopped up from the bed and tossed his arms around her, choking back happy sobs as he lifted her off her feet and twirled her. She hugged him back, almost laxly, and he immediately <sighs> felt guilty again and set her down, still keeping her close. What? Well, I got you to hang out with your ex. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> right? You're welcome. You better blow up my back later in, like... To reward me. You better blow up my back for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that from now on and be like, you better blow, you better blow to up my who, back me? Like, No, no. In, in the general. But I'll hold that in my whole, back pocket. Put it in your tiny pocketbook of quotes. <laughs> yes. And then next time I'm in said situation where my current lover is trying to help me go through a multiverse to see my ex-lover, then I will say, you better wait. Other when way. I am trying to help my current lover. Or really anything that you don't like. Like anything. he's trying to win a bet that you fundamentally think is stupid. Or when, he's trying. <laughs> when he tries to make me watch Squid Game before I'm emotionally ready, then I say. I will do you this solid. But you have got to blow up my back later. blow up my back later. <laughs> what show is that from where he was like, oh, I will give you this solid. It's Olin Rogers. But you will reward me <laughs> with, with more, more solids. Solid. Uh, it's Alan Rogers from like five years ago. Uh, I Miss, love Alan like Rogers. That see, that's the kind of guy I see you with. I know. Beefy, I, funny man. Yes. I'm just trying to find you a beefy, funny man. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Olin, if you're single, if we're both single at the same time. He might be married in Tennessee. No, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's very happy somewhere else. But if, if you he ever has need, a clone in a multiverse, you ever need I someone will, to take care of your clone, I will be there. I will do it. He immediately felt guilty again and set her down, still keeping her close. Mm. Why, River? She didn't need him to elaborate. I want you to be happy. She makes you happy. Oh, and he could never pay back this woman. His grip on her tightened and he squeezed his eyes shut, wishing he could stop hurting her for all she's done for him. River pulled away for a bit, taking his hand and leading him towards the bed. Sitting back down, she smiled a bit crookedly and said, So before we get started, tell me what's so special about this girl. He emulated her smile, reaching... Billy Piper, that's all you need to know. Look uh, at her face. <laughs> she's beautiful and wonderful. Where is she right now? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He emulated her smile, reaching underneath the sheets and pulling out the photo album. Propping it up on his knee, he flicked it open to the first page and sighed at the first picture of Rose, mid-laugh and utterly growing. Her name was Rose. End. Aw. I was going to say, I feel like if you're both... Whoa, careful. You're, you've just hit two so many things. Jin Ricky one was, Jin Ricky. <laughs> one Jin Ricky. And that was enough. Um, no, I was going to say... Uh, I also had two espresso shots. Wait, is that what I drank? No, cold brew. <laughs> I had an upper and a downer you're, at the same time. You're up and down at the same time. You'd think it'd balance you out. No. But no, it's like a teeter-totter. <laughs> it just unbalances off. the whole system. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, I think um, there's a whole thing about River being kind of a Time Lord, sort of immortal also thing. Yeah, it's that she was like born in a weird... Be She's she born in a time loop. Yeah, she was born in a time loop, so she's odd as well. Yes, but and she the, can also regenerate. Yes, yes. So yeah, and the doctor is immortal. Question mark. And at that oh, point, because she's like River's complicated story is like she's like the Tardis's baby. Anyway, point is, at some point in immortality, death do us part doesn't mean anything, and you just got to be like, I understand. 
<laughs> we might just have to open up this relationship sometimes <laughs> yep. because the statistics are we're not going to be around each other that much and you've been in love before and that's okay yep <laughs> it's fine yeah i was at yeah the the time lord love stories are when the timeline is that fucked up <laughs> timey wimey normal people vows might need to change Every, yes it's very it's timey wimey <laughs> swirly whirly yeah did death does death do us part imply until the next generation regeneration yes because he does die and then he is regenerated so she's only married to 11 correct maybe but i don't think she's married to peter capaldi but also i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see when we finally watch the peter capaldi episodes that was fun yes (laughs) that was exactly that's that was like in the same way we were debating what is the core of like hurt comfort that feels like it right i am hurt by circumstance and i've been comforted by a loved one <laughs> right exactly and so yes it just deeply le- hurt <laughs> right and so then you can you cut cut deep and then kind and of patch it together just pat it gently just pat, 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 tell pat, it it's gonna be okay there is a sequel but i am Ooh. emotionally devastated so i'll read you the author's note um author's note just another little drabble gone out of hand as you notice, despite me despising River Song with all my evil little heart's content, there is no river bashing whatsoever. So I didn't make the doctor yell at her or make anybody put her down or have her out like a stupid idiot. Yes. As much as I hate her, I like to keep a neutral-ish viewpoint on the characters I write, regardless what? of how terrible they are. Wait, what? Oh, she hates the writing of River Song. Yes. That's fair. That's yes. very warranted. Edit. Despite what I have said, this will not have two sequels. It will just have one. Commemoration <laughs> is the sequel to this one. It's up right now, and there will be no third sequel. You should send it to me thank you and maybe post it in the notes yes perhaps i will here i will for see. our lovely listeners who also know what's going on with dr who yes i do apologies to all dr who fans who were like yeah, it's yeah, yeah too skip complicated ahead. to like synopsize like <laughs> yes it's that i it's that i know i know of people who are listening to this podcast right now who are not dr who fans and it's a little bit too complicated to just be like let her ride and like just see what the fanfic just says. let it gloss over you that he has seen his ex and now with his current girlfriend he is sad and yes, the current girlfriend should have been told about it and was not and is still being very gracious that's, yes that's all it right is. so next week <laughs> Yeah, what you got for me next week? How are you going to redeem these Kenny Cody feelings? Yes. So next week I have pulled a, um, we're not going to say less popular, but a less intuitive trope, which is five plus one. Oh. Yes. Hmm. I like five plus one a lot because I think it gives me that like, it's not a thing that needs to be in the fic, but it's just a structure of the fic, which is a better, it's closer to like a writing exercise. And so I find it interesting. What is, what is five plus one? Yeah. So five, it's not always five, but it's always tagged as five plus one, but it means like a series of things that happens and the one thing that was different. So it would be like oh. the five, to, like the, you have brought us a five plus one, which was the gold medal. So oh. I don't know if it was literally a five plus one, but it's in that style where it's like the five times we had sex and it was, it meant nothing. And the one time it did. Oh. Or like the five times uh, he took care of me and the one time I took care of him. Or the five times Peter Malark baked a sad, sad story and the one time he did. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? The five times Claire cried at a fanfic and the one time she just was angry. Yes. Yeah, so that is that is the cadence of this idea oh. is the five time and it, and it jumps in time. It's a it's a great it's perfect for this podcast, honestly, Excellent. because I don't I'm sure there are five plus one fics that are 100,000 words, but it really lends itself to a shorter form thing. Yes. So it's a good. That sounds great. It's really good for this. This and the uh, the pairing is a Mai Tai. Yo, I was going to say I'm I'm really worried I'm gonna cry but the Mai Tai makes me feel it's not, like I don't it's not necessary I don't think it's supposed to be sad okay. <laughs> I don't okay. think, I don't think okay. it's not like her comfort where the, you need to hurt something <laughs> it's just it's a format honestly I'm, it's a format more than it okay. is a okay a ingredient I just want people to know that I cried during Tide commercials so like <laughs> the five times I cried at a commercial and the one time a commercial cried at me no <laughs> That would be weird, but honestly, the truth, that would happen to me. Yes, so so stick around next week for 5 plus 1, which we will explore deeper, and a Mai Tai. Ooh, very excited. In the meantime, you can get in touch with us uh, to give us feedback, to give us reviews, to give us requests, to just say hi at findpairingspodcast at gmail.com, findpairingspod on Twitter, and findpairingspodcast on Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr and Facebook. And make sure that you leave us a five-star review on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. And there, if you uh, send us a review and you take a screenshot and send it to any of our uh, contacts, so DM us on social media or email us, you can redeem your five-star review for a 500-word fanfic of your choosing that either Grace or myself will write that will then be probably read in one of our season finales. Woo! It's a good time. And if you would like more of our beautiful voices and more uh, burlesque-related content, you can head <laughs> over to the Steam and Cream podcast, which is our Patreon, where we do uh, this basically this shtick, but we are in a coffee shop, and all of the fanfic is 18+. plus. Then you will get two sweaty fix per month for as little as $5 a month. See us there. Do all the things. Uh, we hope you say hi. Uh, we have loved your engagement, as always. We love getting weird emails that start, I found this weird fic. <laughs> <laughs> or here's this whole history of this thing that you talked about really briefly. Like, we get a couple you. of those. <laughs> right? We love those. Those are fun. Those are fun. I like to learn things. Thank you. Thank you for sending us the resources we have missed. <laughs> <laughs> right? We love that. So I guess have a great life. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Pour yourself a good uh, Mai Tai. <laughs> good day. Goodbye, Mai Tai. <laughs> Bye. Oh, hello, friends who listen to the entire podcast episode and not just uh, skip the bit at the end where we say the same things over and over again. So it sort of makes sense that you stop listening, um, but that Sp- Spotify tells me um, that only like a certain percentage of people listen to the entirety of the episode. Um, and so this is a little gift for you from me, Josie, uh, the editor of this podcast. I don't know why I keep telling you who I am because I do feel like if you've arrived here already, you should probably know who I am. But maybe this is the first episode you were listening to. So on the off chance that it's true, that's who I am. Anyway, um, so three weeks ago, or three weeks from whence this episode was recorded, Claire accidentally said Hurt Comfort Gin Ricky instead of a Enemies to Lovers and a Martini. And there was a bunch of cute, adorable, witty banter that I had to cut because it was a spoiler. And for your listening pleasure, I'm going to include that here. Enjoy. Hurt Comfort. <laughs> And uh, Gin Ricky. <laughs> okay.
So I will have to find something. A hurt comfort. What? I gotta remember what a gin ricky is. I mean, it has gin, so I'll probably yes, like here, it. Yes, here. I'll pull up the. That sounds fun. Yes, a gin rick. Obviously, it has gin. I did really like your Tom Collins from last week. <laughs> right? That was good. <laughs> Every once so I'm slowly getting better at this bartending gig. Uh, so a ricky is a, is a highball from gin or bourbon, lime juice, oh. and carbonated water. Little or no sugar is added to the ricky. Okay, because I don't like a whiskey highball, yeah. but a gin one. No, so it's like, uh, so it's kind of more traditionally like two ounces of bourbon, rye whiskey, or gin, half a lime squeezed and then dropped into a, the glass and then like topped with uh, carbonated water. Wait, so you can make a gin ricky or a whiskey ricky or anything? Yep. So yeah. you know what a whiskey ricky would be? Whiskey dick. <laughs> Don't bring me. A whiskey rick. What if you just ordered a whiskey dick in a bar? And I'd be like... I'm going to make it in my drink. I don't like highballs. <laughs> I would like a whiskey dick. No highballs, please. Gin dick. No. Not a thing for a reason. <laughs> a gin dick. They don't call it a gin dick. So it's a gin rick? Just so you... I want you to know it's a Ricky, not a Dicky, but no Gin Richard. <laughs> yes, a Gin Richard. Perfect. That's what I will bring for you next I'm week. I am very excited. I am the one of us who actually likes Hurt Comfort the most. I think. Correct. <laughs> yes, this was this baffling. Is gonna, this is going to be. I'm a marshmallow, and so if you pierce my fragile heart, nothing but sweet, sweet caramel comes out. See, I have a I have a hard candy outing, so you, I need you to pierce my hard shell a little <laughs> bit, uh, but now. Enough. And I'm just a little puddle on the floor. You don't have I'm a sad. hard candy shell. No, I have no hard candy. You're just a. I'm uh, a jet puffed marshmallow. Oh, I was gonna say like a, like a, like a fruit snack. <laughs> I am a Scooby Doo's fruit snack. I am a fruit snack, and I am a Skittle. And I'm or a gusher. <laughs> no, you can't be a gusher. I'm kind of a gusher. Once you pierce I'm... my shell, I have a lot of feelings. Sure, but, but it's before got, that, like... I seem solid. I would argue you're more like a junior mint, where it's got like the hard Ooh, chocolate. Oh, I love up. a junior mint. Actually, okay, yes. no, you're, you, you went. Where you're soft on the inside, but a there very is a hard. thin. Yes, it's very <laughs> easy to pierce that bad boy, but it's hard. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like a Kit Kat you found in your pocket. <laughs> Belted? Yes. <laughs> It's like that sounds extra hard because time has no. staled it. No, 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 I am, I am chocolate. I, <laughs> I am melted at a body heat, I'm which in means your I'm, hand I'm all, Yes, I'm always melted. <laughs>